All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast, huge episode. We have lots to talk about. We're going to talk about the first mini camp for the Vikings, NBA playoffs, all kinds of stuff. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. I'm great. I'm great, too. All right, guys, we are uh, doing a special version of the Nordy's Podcast, and we have a great sports cast, but please go back and listen to our screencast where we broke down uh, Attack of the Clones, is that what it's called, for Summer of Star Wars? Episode two. We talked Loki. We talked Dave, uh, which both are through two episodes now, so go back, check that out. It was a great episode. Uh, But, guys, before we hop into this amazing sportscast we need you guys to give us a follow on twitter and instagram at northeast podcast also subscribe anywhere that you get podcasts from and uh, get the northeast podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week yeah good job thank you we appreciate it we do we do we really do all right guys we are drinking another fun beer uh this one is from modest in collaboration with dangerous man so i don't know whose it is i got it a dangerous man but it's in collaboration with modest then it's called <laughs> temp swings ipa it's a um I, I don't know. Okay. It doesn't really say anything else. It just says, hey, you know what? All it has to say oh, is Oh, hopped with Sabro, Cryo, and Experimental. Okay, cool. What do you guys think? It's more um, easy drinking. It's not so like uh, thick and heavy. It's not as spicy as the last one, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, we literally drank a curry beer on the last podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and say excellent. I think this is a really good beer for the summer. It's like the kind of IPA I want to drink in the summer. That's like a little lighter, a little smoother. It's not so cloudy, and the can is really freaking cool, too. Yeah. Good job, guys and gals. Dangerous Man, Modest, two of our favorites coming together to make a really good beer, so go find that. All right, so here we go. It's time for, uh, do we have a warm-up today? Uh, No. Mm -hmm. Do you have one? I'm going to come up with one right now. Yeah, do it. Okay. Think. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Here we go. Uh, Warm up. And I'm going to answer it too. Um, Who is the best quarterback in uh, your lifetime for the Vikings? Oh, wow. Okay. So some of them you could come up with. uh, Culpepper. Brad Johnson. Dante Culpepper. Oh, but we got uh, Randall Randall Cunningham. uh, Brett Favre. Christian Ponder. um, (laughs) Not a strong list. Case Keenum. uh, Tarveris Jackson. Tarveris Jackson. Love him. Kirk Cousins. Who do you think is the best quarterback in your lifetime? And you can have your reasons. It could be Ryan's one season, had a couple more or years it could be career. than me, and a few more years than you to pick from. So that's kind of an advantage here. Well, I was like, or it makes it more complicated. Tommy Cocaine Kramer and Rich Gannon. Um, Rich Gannon. He, I don't remember him, but he, he was, was really good, right? He was like late eighties. He okay. was like really good for other teams. I think Sean oh. Salisbury Ooh. is another one. Um, man, it's crazy. To think about this, because like I would say Brett Favre had the most like magical electric season. I guess you could argue Randall had that too. Randall, when, I think, had when the they most were fifteen and, season. Well, but like the magic of Favre with like the game-winning touchdown pass against the Niners and all that stuff, like the pants on the ground song. Like it was a much more uh, <laughs> the dick pic with the Crocs. Well, the, <laughs> that was with the Jets. That was the Jets. Oh, okay. That was before uh, people Minnesota. don't forget. I think overall it was the PPP loans <laughs> that he still hasn't paid back. I'm really sorry, everybody, but he still hasn't paid them back. I think it has to be Dante. Dante Culpepper. I mean, without him, do you have the Randy Moss, you know, explosion? Well, the first the Randy phenomenon. Moss is with Randall. Randall. Yeah. Oh. And that was great. Oh, then, we forgot Donovan McNabb for like six games. And then and yeah. then and then you had um another good year of, of Randy with Brad Johnson, I think. Like after that. Wasn't Warren Moon in there somewhere too? Oh no, yeah, what that was Warren like nineteen ninety five. I don't okay. know who Wasn't he, he a big deal? Before he got to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love quarterbacks on their last leg. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I think there's only a couple ways to do this. You, you could pick for like a one-year um, time who was the best. It's Favre and Cunningham were probably the two best we've ever had. Um, they were 15-1. and 15-1 under Randall. Yeah. 13-3, and three, I think, with Favre. Yep, like that really right. good years with those and, two. Hey, a common denominator, lost in the NFC Championship. Yes. Um, you could, I think it really comes down to the, like, who's been the best quarterback over time. It comes down to two guys. It's either Cousins or Cunningham. I'm sorry, Cousins or, uh, Culpepper. Yeah. And I think... Injuries kind of derailed Culpepper yeah, in his later years. I think I'm going to pick Culpepper, okay? My heart tells me Culpepper, my brain tells me Cousins. Yeah. And I don't know if that's good news for the Vikings. I'm going to go with my heart because, and go with Culpepper. Because Culpepper had an MVP season where he had like 41 touchdowns or 42 touchdowns, and he like was just insane. But he also was banged up a lot and didn't have a lot of good seasons. Um, Cousins has been like kind of mr reliable but without some plays of, a lot but without the high yeah like he kind of <laughs> yeah. he, he kind of just is like he's been a good quarterback almost every game he's been here but he's rarely been an amazing quarterback and i think that's why people are frustrated yeah um he's never once been in consideration for mvp yeah. votes no yeah. he's he's he has been mr reliable and i think if you don't have a great quarterback that's really nice but it would be really nice to have a great quarterback so i think i'm gonna go with cole pepper i'm good with that that's what i want to go with yeah not much to speak about in the postseason, though. No, no. 41 Donut. 41 Donut. Okay, guys, here we go. Uh, it's time for our starting lineup, and we're going to start with um, Lonzo Ball wins the Rookie of the Year. Boo. This is bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> this not, is though. some bullshit. It's totally no. expected. It's, it's close. But it's, it's not close. Were you really thinking that Ant was going to get it? No. Okay. I thought then that, what the hell I thought so that LaMelo about? was going to get it. He but, was robbed before but that doesn't it mean, ever was announced. This was such BS. This was literally the nba trying to just build another star here mm -hmm. they literally said yeah mb he can't win the mvp he missed too many games and then with the exact same argument gave the the rookie of the year to Lamelo. they tried to sneak that one in because we're minnesota and we're always bad yeah ant was the better player for a good chunk of this year and, and that's the thing though yeah but like not overall the first half of the year Lamelo was better the second half of the year ant was better what's more important okay no i get that you the, know what i mean the like, body of work yeah but it is but the body of work ant had like 900 more points he averaged more points he didn't average many as many assists but like who fucking cares why don't we give the mvp to chris paul every year then <laughs> You know, assists are more important like, than like an extra rebound. They're not more important than points, though. No, like, they're we not. like they're scorers. Not. And uh, like I saw Score North, they you know they post some good stuff, and you know a lot of it's like Judd like complaining about things, but they posted this, and I loved it. Anthony Edwards, three times Rookie of the Month, led all rookies in scoring, 535 more points than the next closest rookie, 171 three-pointers, which is second amongst rookies, 82 steals. And who was first? And the dunk of the decade. In what? Threes? In second, yeah. Not, not, um, LaMelo. Lamello. Really? No. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Three I times Rookie we... of the Month. This dude won the Rookie of the Year. He played every fucking game. Yeah. He played every game. Lamelo missed a month and a half of the season. Get out of here. I just think that when you when you watch him, especially for the first half of the season, Lamelo came out and was like, "I'm a professional player yes. on a pretty good team uh -huh. who's leading my team to actual wins." Yep. And having a big impact, and he's just he's much closer to his ceiling, which we've talked about. He's like a professional player. Ant was floundering for most of the season, really, really ineffective, Sh shooting, having games of like two of twelve where we lost. I mean, it just kind of sucked. And yes, after the All Star break, he came on hot and looked it, like it was, he got a new coach. I mean, it the was team the new, changed. It was the new coach. Was I know, the but they're not going to factor all that in. They're not going to be like, well, if they had had the same coach throughout the whole season, then maybe then, and we can extrapolate and give it to Ant. They're not. They weren't going to 
to give him the benefit of the doubt at all. He had so to why go didn't and Embiid win, win the and rookie of the year? Why didn't Embiid win the rookie of the year over well, he, Jokic? He missed ten more games than he missed he thirty-two didn't. games or something. No, he missed the same amount of games. No, I think he missed more. I think he missed more than you might have to look it up. I thought he missed thirty something, and which is almost half the season in a shortened season. So that was going to disqualify him. I mean, it does suck that he that you know Lamelo missed 20 something games but he came back and was was doing his same thing and i'm just not surprised i i, I think when the stats are that close they just look at the team yeah they look at the and team the too. wolves were lamello 51 games joel Embiid 51 games all right get the fuck out of here with this shit this was <laughs> bullshit we got robbed ant is the much better player i wouldn't trade ant for no, I lamello no and matter that's fine. what and we can just hold on to that and know that and it's okay like, it is okay. We I wouldn't trade him. This either. is the second fucking guy we got screwed out of rookie of the year on. Who's the first? Andrew Wiggins. No, no, I'm no. Ki- I'm Wiggins. Uh, Jefferson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I called him rookie of the year earlier in this episode, but he wasn't. Yeah. He finished second, just like Edwards. They both should have won the rookie of the year, but we're Minnesota. Yeah, I get it. No, that's it's a big part of it. I mean, they were like they were like Justin Jefferson broke a record uh, all time in the NFL, and then they were like uh, it's been around forever, and then they were like uh, Herbert broke a quarterback record that's a year old. <laughs> cool man give it it's to him. every uh, year we'll have a new quarterback break that record yeah it's uh, it, honestly i i uh, he's who, my who, rookie of the year who votes for I, rookie of the year a bunch of like is it like writers, writers and yeah. like former yeah. nba players maybe yeah okay i'm not surprised at all i i could have told you yeah, yeah. halfway through the i mean for sure he was running away with it for most of the year remember that and Lamello. then he got hurt yeah yes it was like a game over and then he got hurt mm-hmm. and lost the rookie of the year award and, and should have maybe but he came back and he played for most of the end of the season and so at that point once he came back and was was back being a solid player helping his team yep. to get actual he came wins, back and shot 29 percent on threes and 34 percent from the field right, which is just right. abomination played 20 less games than ant and ant averaged over 23 points a game I think eight minutes on the rookie of the year voting is plenty. All right, Boo. Um, I will. I will leave it. I will leave it with this. I bet our listeners. This is are a, like yes. No, no, amen, no. brothers. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying any one of us is saying Ant didn't deserve it. All right? right, but this is a little bit more of like prom king and queen, right? Where it's sometimes a little bit more of a popularity contest as opposed to like who deserves it. Yeah. Right. Am I, am I wrong in that? I totally agree with you, but it also just makes me sad that as Minnesota sports fans, that's the kind of things we have to tell ourselves. It's true though. <laughs> it's, it, I'm not wrong. No. And, right. and so I think, I think we're like, just, should we have the all time greatest rookie receiving season ever? Uh, besides maybe Randy Moss with his 17 touchdowns, um, be the rookie of the year. Or the white quarterback from California. Yeah. And they were like, it's too good. We got to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it. It's the same bullshit. Well, the quarterbacks win should awards have, significantly should more. Should we than- have the reality TV star kid who is just a headache, whose family has been just the worst part of basketball for the last five years? Or should we have Aunt Edwards, the most entertaining player in all of sports. Who has an actual amazing story with uh, you know, losing his mom and the dunk being, of the decade. I mean dunk, yeah, of the the decade. dunk of the decade, which is all right, we move on. Yeah, we move go. on to uh are, more are you ready to move on? No. Are you okay? Okay, let's on. do another five minutes. <laughs> we move on to more NBA. Chris Paul gets COVID, or we don't know exactly what's happening, but he's in the COVID protocol, which sucks, but it also might not be too much of a problem. I'm gonna guess he misses one game because of it. Yeah. Um but they're on their way to the Western Conference finals. Um, they should be the favorites in that as the other two teams are quite banged up. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard probably doesn't play the rest of the year. Which is crazy because he's been so good. Utah is down um, Connolly and uh, Mitchell, who both might play but are definitely not 70%, close to 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we kind of jumped all over Chris Paul because the first reports were like, Chris Paul's not even vaccinated. <laughs> I know. And I, dude, I had a comment actually kind of blow up on Instagram that I should have gone and deleted. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, poor Chris Paul. I can't believe this is happening to him. And I'm like, he brought it on himself. And, and honestly, I think that he did get vaccinated and he still got COVID is what it's, or he at least had a positive test. Um, maybe it's a false positive. I don't know, but he's going to be out for 10 days, five of which have already elapsed and he maybe misses a game. And I think that the Suns can win without him. I think that they're, you know, when I'm looking at, at the Jazz versus the Clippers, both these teams are struggling and they're injured. And I don't know. I don't well, know if, if they, they need him. And and then when Chris Paul comes back, it's not like he twisted his ankle. Can he come back or not? Is he going to be 100%? He will be raring to go. He will be rested and his full strength. So well, and if, if I'm psyched for the Suns, man. You the, know how I'm, I'm standing the Suns big time. The Jazz and the Clips playing right now, if Utah wins tonight, it's going to Game 7, and that's going to buy him another couple days. Three Game 7s, by the way, we're recording this on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. But if three yeah. Game 7s yes, out of four series is pretty great. That is kind of nice. It's I really do hope. Nice. And it, really surprising ones where you're like, oh, the, you know, when you look at like what happened with the Nets and the Bucks, and you're like, wow, the Bucks are absolutely rolling over. They suck. What a disappointment. And they clawed their way back in, and now that's going and to And then seven, they so. whooped the Nets. I mean, they, the, yep. the series are fun. Um, my problem with the NBA is that I don't really like most of the teams, but the thing I like about the NBA is, damn, the series are entertaining. Yeah, yeah. but do you like, would you say that you like a bunch of NFL teams? No, you hate most of all of them because you remember the time that they beat our team or they did, you know. Jim, you're 100% right. I hate every NFL team except for the Vikings. Well, right. And so what's the difference? <laughs> There's none. The only difference is you get to see and feel the personalities of the players. And so you, you oh, yeah. do run into players where you just dislike them, like all of the Nets. I, I guess that for me. I, okay. The only thing I will say is the NFL has very strict salary rules. So like, you know, when a team builds a really good team, that they've just done their job so well you know that it's harder to hate in the nba it's kind of like guys can go to a place they can all pool themselves onto a team Mm -hmm. the talent doesn't get spread out very well and then they just have to pay the luxury tax but they also are just making so much more money than everyone else that it doesn't matter they just keep a little less of the extra money they make yeah like like the the warriors for years have just been like yeah we have to pay a ton of extra money in the luxury tax but we also just make like 80 million dollars more than everybody else yeah like oh poor you yeah you know they're still the richest team you know so yeah i mean that does suck but Um, i am enjoying it i love the games i think that the injuries suck but it's also kind of like made the playoffs a little more compelling um just with the drama of like some of the big guys going out i never want to see any stars go out and i'm always the guy who's like uh I just want to see a bunch of good players play. I mean, the one that sucks is probably Kawhi. out of all of them is is Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi leave, going out. He's really such sucks. a boring ass dude that the only thing he brings to the entire world is his basketball game. And so when he can't do that, it's just a shame to see because he is compelling. Well, and this I think this you know this is a bigger issue for the NBA than they're leading on. Like yeah. they they cannot have this amount of star players being injured for the playoffs, like yeah. on the biggest stage. I mean, like LeBron this- has been tweeting, and when LeBron's upset, the league is paying attention, right? Um, because the players this follow. is literally yeah. like they need a rim rest. I don't even know what that is, but that's you know the quote he's using. Um, and I, I I suppose he's right. I mean, you just don't see this. It's if you just even look at the stats, you know, in years past. When you look at like top 25 players, whatever, there's been two that have missed a game. This year has been like seven out of 15. So, yeah, I mean, there's something going on. It does suck. 
Um, but for me, one thing I'll say is that with the Lakers out um, and the Nets kind of now struggling and going to Game 7 with the Bucks. It is a lot more compelling. It does feel like anybody could win. It does feel like the Suns could win. It would be a little exciting if the Nets go out. Not because I don't, you know, like a Nets-Lakers series would have been really fun. It's just, I actually it's just, want the Nets to stay in for the reasons that you give. I, I think it would be really you need fun. Though, to root to, against, too. Yeah, but like we could easily get ourselves into rooting against Milwaukee. Like, that'd be mm. fun. I kind of like, I kind of support them because they're just like that mid-market. I like the mid-market guys. That's All right, awesome, I'll turn man. his, I'll turn his mic off, Eric. You, yeah. you, you move on. I mean, I hate, <laughs> I love to cheer against Wisconsin and everything. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, at like that a, point I would. Like I would definitely Suns, cheer for the Suns over Suns the Bucks. Bucks. Like I would be, I would like buy myself a Suns series. Yeah. Like, no, we can't I can't have Wisconsin winning another title. I'm a big Suns fan now. It's you, official. You love the Suns. I love them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're making me more right every game they win, which is all that I care about. All right, so Rick well, Carlisle. Now I'm rooting against the Suns. Yeah, I might too. Can't have you being right so much. Rick Carlisle steps down as the coach Almost of the Mavericks. Never right on the sportscast, please. The Mavericks are an um, absolute mess. Kind of weird. Um, yep. So there was a story that came out on the Athletic that was talking about Harlebob Vulgaris, who got hired as like a like a consultant, consultant yeah. kind of person, advisor. So, so he's like a kind of like a famous gambler, like a analytics like numbers guy, like a wealthy like a mathematician. In yes, a way. yeah. And so he gets brought in. He's kind of famous for talking NBA. He he would you know study the nba so much that he knew like the statistics of what happens when specific refs are refing games and so he came in as kind of like this like interesting voice in the nba and he's kind of like been the shadow gm kind of for the team but he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way supposedly luca and his family as well um luca also seems like kind of a douche as he like mocked and screamed at Carlisle, who's one of the best coaches in the NBA uh, in the games, pretty much so much that Carlisle was like, eh, I don't, I don't want to be part of this anymore. And he's a great coach. A like great a coach. really, really well-respected coach. Like, now that he stepped away, um, he's everybody's number one hire that he needs a coach. And number... a lot of people are being... Coaches are always fired in every sport, more so maybe in the NBA. I bet... I bet that teams that don't have a coach opening are going to talk to Carlisle (laughs) and then be like, we'll fire a coach if he'll come here. Yeah. Like I would bet like the Lakers will be like, dude, we will move on if you want to be our coach. Like I think he's that kind of coach. And so um, this was a big loss for the um, Mavs. Mavs have had some hard times over the past few few years. I don't mean hard times as in like we should be sympathetic for them, but hard times like self-inflicted. Like there was the story about like the, the bad culture and the sexual harassment and stuff there as well so i don't know they're trying to like make it like a feel-good thing here and like rebuild the team on the fly and like figure out their direction which is literally just keep luca happy right um so at this point would you you'd still want luca right we haven't heard enough horrible things that he's like i would trade any player in the nba for luca right 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 i would trade hearing all any player i think i would trade edwards and towns that's how good i think he is so yes even hearing this I mean, if you don't think that, like, LeBron and Kobe and Jordan aren't douchebags, too, like, they are. Like, they're all douchebags. We're like, we watched, we all watched The the Last Dance, and we think, like, Jordan is some, like, classy dude. Like, he's nah, man. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> he's a terrible guy. His teammates fucking hated him. He, like, humiliated and bullied teammates for years. He was a horrible He was taking dude. money from, like, the, the <laughs> United Center security guard throwing quarters at a wall. Like, <laughs> he was a dick, but, but, like, that's also why they're great, because they they literally can't they don't the switch doesn't turn off right and so you know sometimes these guys you have to put up with their bullshit and i think luca is going to be the level of guy that you kind of just have to um 
but they're trying to bring in like Dirk Nowitzki and like Michael Finley and like a bunch of old players to like be like an advisory team. Um, I don't know. They it's a mess. And, yeah, and they've got some serious work to do. So they're they're going to be a team to watch over. The- it's weird that if you bring in a guy who spends most of his time like gambling in Os- Las Vegas, like in a professional environment, that it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. bring and, that culture. Yeah, that's a positive. There's no toxicity. No, there. no, no, no. no. I, I think that the problem is, is not that, cutthroat at all. I think I the heard pro- the Clippers are bringing in Jordan Belfort to just really <laughs> just tone things down a little like bit. Like motivate. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, that um, the thing is with, oh God, what, what's Mark Cuban? I think Mark Cuban is a really smart guy and a good yeah, I, businessman. I try, generally tries respect to be, him. Tries to be forward thinking. I think yeah. so. But I think that the problem with Mark Cuban is that I think he's like really good at like connecting with the players, but I think he... It seems like also he runs doesn't have to do that at all. Kind it's not of part a of his job, kind of a shitty organization, like with the people that aren't the players. So I think like the players and the people who are like connected to the team probably really like him for the most part. But I think that the rest of the staff is kind of like a problem. I would imagine he has almost no involvement with anyone outside of the direct coaching staff and the players. Well, whoever has that involvement is failing miserably yeah, right sure. now. Yeah, yeah, someone. Very, very true. Very true. Um. So let's move on. Uh, we don't need to talk about the Mavs anymore, but we do need to talk about the Minnesota Wild. So the Minnesota Wild uh, make a big deal. Uh, this one Jim's really excited about. He's he's going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota Wild signed ECHL's Iowa Heartlanders. Yeah. Tell us about your favorite new hockey team, the Heartlanders. <laughs> so the thing about the, the Heartlanders is they're out of Iowa, and they're in the ECHL, and they've just been acquired by the Minnesota Wild. Um, yeah, so it's pretty interesting. So... Tell us a little bit more about the ECHL. So the letters of it are E, C, H, and L, and I assume the last is Hockey League. So um, Eastern Conference Hockey League is Mm. probably what I'm guessing that is. And they have players. And they, they do play hockey in Iowa. And they're going to be affiliated with the Wild. They, they That's been announced. The it's players announced. on the Barnstormers. Like, what's what was the team name again? Uh, the, Heartlanders. The, Heart, the Heartlanders. The Heartlanders. That I do know. So that's all we know. And we know those uh, three facts. And we could say them over and over again, but otherwise we don't. I wonder if this is just like a single A. I don't you know, like understand a, what this is. Um, this must be like a third tier of hockey. Literally what I said, single A. No, that'd be the fourth tier. <laughs> double A, double A, Ryan. <laughs> Let's move on. And there's high A and low A we too. Don't care. So this is if this is we don't care or do we care that we don't care? Uh, I hope they change the name. The Heartlanders is pretty awful. All right, uh, here's the cute. real wild story though. K- Kirill Kaprizov, our big star player, uh, the favorite to win the Rookie of the Year, is in. Which he won't. He's playing hard to get. <laughs> now he won't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Russia, no he's in Russia. Um, people didn't know why. People are saying he's claiming he might sign with CSKA. I think it's actually CIS, like they say that they don't say letters. It's E C H L. CSKA Moscow, um, a team that he played with before. Uh, he is claiming he might sign there instead to play there and play with them in the Olympics. When he's not, where he's not allowed to play in the Olympics, he plays in the NHL. Because why? Because hockey's fucking dumb. Mm. Um, and. So he wants to, he's saying he might go there, but this is definitely a leverage move from Kirill Kaprizov, who is trying to leverage his position here um, with the Wild so that he can get a bigger deal in the deal he wants. The Wild want to sign him to a long-term deal. He wants to sign a short deal with big-time money. He'll get what he wants. Yeah. Didn't you say Russo tweeted something that he's there for a wedding? He's there for a wedding, but that... He's using it. He is... His agent 
is very savvy. Maybe. Pretty much that it's the only option he has besides the wild is to go there. And so like it will always be an option for him and he'll use it as a Cuz he can't he can't just go sign another team in the NHL. Yeah, he won't he's not a free agent. So right. the only place he could go is to a different league in a different country and he he could do that. Um, but I just would assume the money that we can give him is going to be much greater. The exposure for him, the marketing stuff. I just I can't imagine. Do we have a lot of money to give? Uh, I mean, just the NHL has a lot of money to give. Oh, the NHL has a lot of money? I don't think so. I mean, compared to what the KHL has. Oh, sure, sure, like, sure. Like, okay. like, he can get $10 million a year from us, and I just don't think that exists. He can get 45 ruples. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's I, enough you, for a sandwich. Why'd you do a southern accent, though, with that? A ruples? He can get 45 ruples. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. <laughs> southern Russia, dude. <laughs> Hello. So, I, yeah, okay, give him what he wants. I think yeah. he'll get whatever he wants. Maybe, I mean, so maybe he wants two years, however many, 50 million or some shit. Maybe you can stretch him out to four years. Get him for four years, I'd be excited. I right? think that he's going to want two to two years. We want to give him eight to 10 years. He's going to settle for like three years, somewhere between 24 and 30 million. Let which sounds go. like nothing when you hear like the NBA and they're like, yeah. Gorgie Jang, five years, 80 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, oh, NHL players don't make shit. Yeah. But like making 10 million, you know, like maybe 15 guys make 10 million. Yeah. So I think if he, he'll push for somewhere around there. I mean, I think at this point, he's not one of the 10 to 15 best players quite yet, but he's not far off from there. And I think that the Wild are just sold. So I think he, he's going to be able to pretty much name his price. And I, I, I don't, I'm not worried about this yet. Okay. Okay. That's fair. If you're not worried, then I'm definitely not worried. I just think like it would be so. It would be like a guy going like a a really good young Jokic going back to yeah. Serbia to play basketball. Or whatever. I, I mean, I think it would be like who's like a good second year NBA Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic. I'll, we'll say Trey Young. Okay, I think he's probably Trey Young level. Is that fair? Okay. Kaprizov? Who, oh, who, I, just make your analogy. It doesn't matter. It'd be Tell like if Kaprizov, if it was like Trey Young went to the Chinese basketball league. Yeah. Like, why would he do that? Right. <laughs> like, why? He like, hates the Chinese. Everyone, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, why would he go there, though? Um, so, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I don't think we should. All right, that's good. I don't want to worry about it, but that would suck so bad. And, it, you know, I will say, before we move on, it was a little weird how long he stayed in Russia before he came. So if some weird shit happened where all of a sudden he's like, we hear he's not coming back, I wouldn't be that surprised just because it's already been kind of weird how long it took him to get here and get out of the country. Yeah, I mean, he played for Putin's favorite team, but the like thing if is I was him, know, I would not have gone back. The thing we know is that Putin likes um, his guys to be all over the world, whether it's in soccer or hockey or whatever. He likes them to play in prominent teams around the world and be a good example for Russia. So I, I think that I would assume he will he'll be a wild player for the next few years. All right, let's hope. And honestly, win one or two and here's the other thing: like in reality, the Wild are one of the best markets in hockey in the world. So Minnesota might not seem like a big market, like especially when you listen to the stupid ass NHL who were like the best fans in hockey, both in the same arena, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. It's like fuck you, NHL. You're so stupid. You have no fucking clue. Literally, <laughs> I gotta mark most- that down. The 29 minute mark. <laughs> Dial Eric back. <laughs> That's 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 Emma. That's the NHL, yeah. and so to me, like we have a great market. This is a great place to play hockey. Prezav should be happy. You think? Let's All right. Go. Next up, uh, Christian Eriksson update. Okay. Oh. So we talked a lot about it last week. That was one of the most terrifying things that happened. Um, he is 
out of the hospital. He's been discharged, but he did have a major surgery getting a heart starting device. A pacemaker. Is that what it is? Yeah, the 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 official uh Danish football team announced that he yeah, had a it's a it's a installed. device that only kicks on in the event that your heart is like needs defibrillation or it's gone off the haywire Correct. or whatever. So yeah. my uh, my cousin actually just had the same thing, just got that same device. So it's kind of crazy, but it happens. He's young and healthy too. So Okay, so it's good good news. Uh, will he be able to play soccer again? Who knows? Um, Ugh, probably won't so. know for I some mean, time. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. do get healthy, do whatever Spend you need time to do. With family. If soccer, if he's able to play again for Inter, icing on the cake, yeah, right? No, I, I mean, agree. at that point, I feel bad for him though if he can't. A hundred percent. I would feel real sympathy for him if he wasn't able to play again. Um, but. We'll hope for the best, but obviously he's probably just happy to be alive and able to spend time with his family and friends. Yeah. And not only that, like he looks like from the photos he's like tweeted from the hospital or not or Instagrammed or whatever. He looks perfectly normal. Like he doesn't look like anything happened. Like obviously it did, but he seems pretty content with everything and is like, I'm doing great for now. Dude, and a good attitude just, is yeah, so important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I was getting at. I think he's um, understood the uh, gravity of what happened to him, but is also like, seems incredibly appreciative of how like the entire world is rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. And of course, obviously the people that, you know, literally saved his life. Yeah, he had some nice messages. So Yeah, very good. All positive on that. I wonder how many Instagram followers he has. Did you guys hear that Cristiano Ronaldo has 300 million and has the most? 300 like million? Kim Kardashian or somebody, maybe like, I don't know. This is my favorite. He has 300 million, okay? Right. Bots. If you million. take Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, City, uh, United, uh there's like 10 of these, so I don't Spurs, need them all. But. Plus every other team in the Premier League, they have a combined 170 million. Yeah. And he has yeah. 300. Yeah. <laughs> he has nearly double the amount but guess of guess what's the more entire... compelling than following an organization is a person. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, true. Um, all right, guys. Finally here with the starting lineup, college football playoff. Moving from what? Four, four. teams to 12 teams is the rumor. Proposal. That's yeah. the proposal. That, that will great. happen. That will happen. The 11 shareholders here who are like 11 big teams are all going to vote for well, it. Well, here's what they're, they're like. Okay, so they've, they've done this sort of like... Um, exploratory committee right and they all like the proposal mm-hmm. so now now they have to take it back to the universities which means they need to talk to ohio state mm-hmm. michigan alabama alabama georgia michigan florida and clemson yeah clemson texas maybe florida Oklahoma. state oh texas is there's 11 teams notre dame there's 11 so who teams, the teams that, are, that are and then, for this well, alabama's not because they make it every time anyways they're Clemson's, probably a little bit more against it but like alabama's the money like is, do we make more money and they're like yep and they're like we're in so okay. my my whole joke here is that they're going to be like Here's the proposal. It's like one little like whiteboard. And they're like, here's how much money you made doing the 14 playoff. And then here's how much you're going to make doing the 12 team. Any questions? Like, and it's going to be some like exponentially like greater number. And there's no reason the universities are going to say no to this. Right. Um, so it's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? It's going to happen. For um, this coming college season? No. Here. It's not going to happen this year oh. and probably not next season. What? Why? Because how there's, long does this take to organize? Well, so there's issues with like TV rights and stadiums and locations and things like mm-hmm. that that they've got to iron out. And um, there's a 12-year, something about like a 12-year TV deal with a lot of the big networks. And so in order to add games to that, they've got to negotiate prices and figure out. There's tons of logistics they got to figure out. Travel, students, like, you know what I mean? Like all... Don't forget, Jim, these are students first. (laughs) So we want to make sure academics are in the forefront of all of this. No, but I think I think there's just a lot of details to iron out. Um, 
And yeah, I guess. And, I mean, and nobody, now that nobody, you're nobody, talking about the winner probably having to play what four games instead of two. I mean, it's kind of turning into like an NFL season. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's going to end up like 16, 17 games, which is kind of a lot. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And I mean, it I might go there's some shit to worry about. And if it goes into like February. You know what I mean? Then you're kind of encroaching on the Super Bowl a little bit. And they I think they just have to figure out a lot of different things. A lot of moving parts with this. They haven't even gotten approval of like the board of governors, of, you know what I mean? Like of all the universities. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of holes to plug, I think, in this. But I don't foresee any situation where this doesn't happen. OK, so I'm going to actually tell you what the real proposal. Um, I found it. Um, found the proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has never been leaked anywhere. And I'm going to break web. this. Yeah, I did. Deep dark. The, Silk Road. The dark web. Yeah. Um, so here it is. This is the official thing. They sat all the big teams down and all the small teams were on a conference call watching this. And they said, all right, everyone, here you go. More money for all of the big programs. And they were like, yep, yep. And then they were like, every year the SEC gets four and maybe five teams into the final 12. And they were like, okay, we're in. SEC's in. Then they're like, Big Ten, you can have both Michigan and Ohio State in, except Michigan <laughs> will fuck it up. And they're like, okay, yep, we're in. And then they're like, Clemson, the ACC sucks, but you get to be in. And they're like, okay, yep. And then they're like, uh, Oklahoma, you're just automatically in every year. <laughs> Oregon or USC, whoever wins your games in every year. And we can get Notre Dame, you're in every year no matter what happens. Whether so you so now we got, we got nine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then they're like, throw in one bullshit team that's not from a power five conference and then everybody else in the country dukes it out for two spots yeah and they were like you got a deal (laughs) deal (laughs) so i shouldn't be that excited about this i mean it's it's, gonna be the same college bullshit i think it's gonna be much better i i really am for this yeah um i just think more competition bigger tournament less politics but it's still a selection committee still the 13th team is going to be pissed but you know what the 13th team wasn't going to win the title where the fifth team could have a legit fucking argument with the four and so to me i think this is great i think it's a good thing i'm excited about it i hope it happens even if it is just all those big teams getting in. well we'll go ahead and predict the first the first 12 is going to be alabama Mm -hmm. lsu Mm -hmm. georgia Georgia for Florida. sure, Florida for sure. Yeah, um, maybe another team like Texas A&M or something. From Clemson, probably two Big Twelve teams. Mm-hmm. Clemson, uh, you have Oklahoma and whoever else is Texas good in the Big Tech, 12. Texas, yeah. whomever. Yeah, um, Michigan, and then either Wisconsin or Iowa. Well, Ohio State. I'm sorry, Ohio State, not Michigan. Ohio State, and then either Iowa or Wisconsin. Probably Wisconsin. Yeah, unfortunately. And then it will be either, um, like you said, or both USC and Oregon. Yep. Then it will be whoever's the best of the non-power five conference teams. So probably like Central Florida or Southern Florida or Cincinnati or some bullshit team like that. Yep. And then Notre Dame. <coughs> Notre Dame ten and one in. because they played Air Force, Navy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Notre Brown. Dame just gets in. They're just in to yeah. start. They're the number five seed. Just always. They host the first round against the twelve seed. And then, like you said, we sprinkle in um, some mid-major mm-hmm. team that they're just going to throw to the Wolves. Yeah, they'll get the twelve seed and they'll lose to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, because Notre Dame will get that path every way trying to get them to a title okay yeah i'm less excited about it than i was when you guys just said they're expanding to 12 that seemed like wow so many possibilities and you're like nah it's formulaic but you guys know what you're talking about so i believe you this will hopefully this will hopefully figure out a way to be a little bit more inclusive than four right do the gophers no make it make it in in the next 15 years do they make it one time in the next 15 years yes to the top 12 yeah once no. Yeah, they can Once do it. in 15, it, and you say no. They would have made it like two years ago. Listeners, 
please jot this down. They finished like right I in that area. I know we're all going to be doing this pod for 15 more years, and you guys may be listening. I would say that they probably would make it once out of 15 years. I say they make it once out of 15. Yeah. It just means you have to win your half of the Big Ten once in 15 years. I mean, that's what it's going to be. The top two teams, whoever plays for the Big Ten championship, the winner and loser will probably both make most years. Okay. And so you just have to beat, if you beat Iowa and Wisconsin but one But what year, you just said was most years. We would be in that year where we would be like 8-2 and two <laughs> and be on the outside. And then we'd be the 13th team. the 13th team. team. Yeah. And they'd be like, yep. damn, we really need to get. We'd be the first four out. Akron in. Yeah. And we're like, year. what do you guys think about 16 teams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we get there, we'll be 16 teams. All right. Um, guys, I just want an update here on the Capri Sub stuff. Okay. Oh, shit. A real a live good thread. Update? Yeah, a real well, good thread. As of Friday when you guys listen to this. Uh, friend of the pod, Brad. Uh, he he sent this in. Giles Farrell. Not a huge account on Twitter. Okay. Um, I'm just going to give you. It's, it's at Giles Farrell. I literally don't follow this guy even. But he sent it to me. It says, at Zone Coverage Minnesota. Or formerly of at Zone Coverage Minnesota and Gat G Wild Podcast. He doesn't do those things. Loves the Wild. Bruce Boudreau gifts and Liver, Liverpool. Okay, I like this. Okay. Um, so here's what he said. He said on Kaprizov. Thoughts on Kaprizov in a thread. Okay. He said, if you read Russo Hockey's mailbag last week, it's pretty clear that Kaprizov's camp has made it clear to the wild that they need to upgrade the center position. The kid did not jump across the pond just to skate on a line with Victor Rath. Oh, Jesus. Also in the mailbag, Russo noted that Kaprizov and his agent are not interested in a long-term deal. They're looking for a shorter-term deal that gives him an out if the wild can't build a championship caliber team this makes complete sense because again he didn't jump over the pond just to play in a middling team he wants to win and also cash in the report about the khl can be both true but also posturing from the agent no doubt the khl would love to have him back on their premier team but this also can be used by his camp to get the deal they want so they can get to free agency sooner rather than later in conclusion think about this there's always a reason for leaks and you have to wonder who benefited most from it. Just food for thought on this fine evening. Okay. Thank now, you. Now continue your panic. So I, I think this is... Oh, that makes totally, perfect sense. Yeah. He, he's just saying to the wild, like, I'm happy to play in the wild as long as you guys are good. You're going to get good guys for me to play with. God, this I, would be the best thing that could happen to the I wild. I actually like uh-huh. that. I yeah. like the pressure coming from all angles. From the start. Because if we lose Kaprizov, I mean, that's really our great hope, right? I mean, yes, we'd have a pretty okay team, but we'd be middling again. We've been milling forever. So I think that this is, it's not bad. And we shouldn't think of it as that. Caprizov wants to play for the Wild, but if the Wilds are good. Okay. I love it. Get good. I love it. Like, imagine if uh, any other team, like, let's take the Minnesota Twins and Buxton was like, I'm not re-signing for this. Whatever. I'm not saying Buxton has the same leverage that Kaprizov has, but right. like would say like, I have no reason to stay with the twins. They clearly don't want to build a contender. We're signing J.A. Happ. Which it feels and like. And Matt Shoemaker. It feels like that from the twins. But I mean, ima- just imagine someone saying like, I, I love that. I fucked up, guys. It wasn't Brad. It was it was Bubba, friend of the pot, Bubba. Oh, Bubba posted all those. Bubba, Bubba posted. Is he this. a Liverpool fan? No, you were no, totally no, no. no. Oh. Giles Farrell is the guy. Yeah, but Bubba sent it. Oh, okay. I okay. gave the wrong person credit. I can't do that. Bubba is a is a long. We like listener. Bubba. Loves Fast and the Furious. Loves Fast and the Furious. Loves got it. Has a cute new dog. Paul Walker. Loves great Paul guy. Walker Morgan, a lot. fantastic. Hi, yeah. Morgan. Yeah, great okay. people. Loves the. Oh, wild, Morgan's definitely listening to our sports cast. Yeah. Well, she might now. She, she might be name dropped. We <laughs> just name dropped her on the pod. <laughs> All right, so um, let's move on to 
Vikings camp. Okay, so the first Vikings camp of the season happened, which OTAs. is super exciting. Yeah, um, yeah, their first couple weeks able to be out there on the field together, um, rookies and uh, the you know senior players from the team. And there was good news this week. So a lot of people worried about Daniel Hunter reporting to camp, even though the Vikings, who I think have managed the lowered cap better than anybody in the league. I mean, they've been flawless. They still have $14 million. Came to a great agreement with Daniel Hunter. The deal is pretty much um, set up kind of like Anthony Barr's deal was set up. So it gives him a $6 million raise next year, but like an out for both team and player. So like both team and player can get out of the deal after next year if they're not happy pretty much with it going up to, to 18 million from 12 million. And so I actually think this is going to be a really nice move for the team. They don't spend more money on him in the short term. He either is going to get a big raise at the end of the season after a good year or he'll get the free agency as and like he, a they, young guy in free agency. They converted a bunch of his salary into a signing bonus. Yeah. So that the cap hit actually goes down yeah. a little bit. So like he's making a slightly more, I believe, in the first year, but really he's not. They pretty much are just saying like, Daniil, you didn't play last year. You had a bad neck. That's a serious injury. If you come back and prove it this year, you're going to be paid as one of the top players at your position in the entire NFL. Yeah. If you don't, you're going to get to be a free agent as like a 25-year-old pass rusher who will make a ton of money. So pretty much they gave him like the promise and the the absolute like they can't get out of it. He's either going to be paid as one of the top guys or a free agent. Yeah, and and, it, and, and they did it all in good faith too. Yeah, of so, like we want you to stay around. Yep. But you didn't play last season. Here's what we can do for you in the short term. This and was he a took fair. It he showed up. This was a fair deal for both. The they don't have to pay him more money in the short term, but they are promising him either to get the free agency or to get paid more money. So he's pretty much guaranteeing himself, unless he's just atrocious this year, a bunch more money in the future. For sure. And so I think he's probably pretty happy with that. Um, They also used some of their cap space to sign Sheldon Richardson, former defensive tackle. Welcome back. I really like this move. He's back, and he was with the Browns last year playing with Kevin Stefanski, um, but he's back. They didn't offer him a deal. We gave him one year $8 million two years ago. Now we gave him one year $3.9 million. And he's one year older. Well, two years older. Two years older. But, but here's the thing. He is a nice player. He doesn't have to be a star. He's not going to start for us. We signed him in June, you know? Yeah. But he's going to be a number three guy, a pass rushing interior guy, which we didn't have last year. And we have two massive guys in uh, Michael Pierce, the free agent we signed two years ago and didn't play last year. He opted out. And then Tomlinson, um, the the big guy we signed this year, they're two massive, massive players who are like run-stopping tackles. Sheldon Richardson is a much smaller, much faster, much better against the pass um, tackle who will give us a totally different look and will be able to spell those guys. And so they'll be able to rotate those three. It's a really really good depth signing. Oh, I love this move. You you can't have enough interior linemen. I, I... Especially for $3 million? This move. I think it's such a smooth, smart move by them. And I think it goes from a a position of absolute tragic weakness to strength in one year. Because Pierce was supposed to play last year, but he, he opted out, which is fine. We're not ripping anyone for opting out in a COVID year. Tomlinson wasn't with us. We signed him as a free agent. And Richardson had left, and now he's back. So none of our top three tackles were guys we had last year. And last year, if you remember, we gave up six touchdowns to Alvin Kamara, which hadn't happened in like 40 years. Well, think, think <laughs> like we couldn't stop a nosebleed. Like we couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. We, we have like essentially two free agents coming back on the D-line this year in Pierce and Hunter for lack of a better... Sure. Like When you think of it, yeah. How little they played, which was nothing. And then you add Richardson and Tomlinson, and all of a sudden 
And then we have, you know, again, Stephen Weatherly on a, another cheap contract. I'm not saying he's going to be a huge impact guy, but again, you're adding depth for a reasonable price. And which they is, still have $14 million, which is going to be to lock up um, probably are, Brian O'Neill. Are all the rookies signed? Mm, I don't know if they're all signed, but I mean... Mon signed, yeah. which is probably the most important one in I terms of... I think Derrishaw signed. I mean, is I don't... Is Mond going to be the like the backup? Or Sorry, is yeah. yeah Derrishaw was the big one. Derrishaw yeah. and Mond signed, so yeah. our two first-round guys. Mond was a third guy. Who's going to be the or, backup? Sorry. Like, say Kirk misses a Mond. game, which he doesn't. Mond is Mond will start. But but again, it's kind of like when... when uh, I think his name was Tom Moore, the guy from the Colts, when they were like, why don't you have a better backup quarterback for Peyton Manning? And he was like, um, because if... if 18 goes out, we're fucked, and we don't plan for fuck. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly my feeling on it. Yeah. If Cousins goes out, who cares who the backup quarterback is? Whether you love Cousins or not, we're not going to fucking compete if yeah. he's out. So having a rookie, sure, at least we can see what they have. They can learn it, and maybe in a few years he can be the guy. Okay. That's my hopes point. on Mond being the future starter are not very high, but like it's a nice shot in the dark, I guess. They, they, they traded down from it's better than Nate 14, Stanley. Was it 14 to 23? They traded down. Sounds right. And and they got the guy that they were going to take at 14 anyways in Derrishaw. Yeah. And they added Mont. That's what the trade really comes down to. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you traded down, took the guy you were going to take anyways, and then got a, a flyer on a young quarterback. Okay. Sounds good. Um. So, yeah, I think that that feels really good. Um. Cousins is claiming to be uh, an open book and helping Mond, which is cool. Um. Disappointing with the, the I'm going to say the white player. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Harrison it's okay. Smith, uh, Adam, Adam Thielen, and Cousins just being fucking anti-vax guys is not is a good Is it look. that surprising? No, it's not surprising at all. But the thing is, all. like, uh, a lot of the other guys might be too. For sure. They're but like, talking about it, and which uh, it's honestly, if you don't get the vaccine, don't talk about it. That's what I got to say. If if you want to be an asshole like that, at least don't, like, make it more socially acceptable to not get vaccinated. Keep it a fucking secret. And they're not. They're talking about it. It's my choice. My choice. Well, you made the wrong choice, pal. All right. I just want to say one thing. I have my keys out, if you can hear them. The only thing that's weirded me out is, like, why does my key stick to my neck now? <laughs> oh, no, it didn't. What? Wait. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, he's lady. Just put it in. What? Oh, it <laughs> Why? It does. Why does my key... Now stick to my neck. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my cell phone reception has been immaculate since I, I got back to it. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All I know is that I suddenly find myself dreaming in Russian. Yeah. Interesting. In only Russian, but not nothing. not Chinese? No, only in Russian. But Which no facts? Oh, you got the Pfizer? Yeah, yeah. yeah Pfizer. No, 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 no. I was Moderna. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> By the twitchy leg is well. I'm also I'm I'm one of the unattractive people. That's why I got <laughs> yeah. that's why I got I, Moderna. I, I, yeah, I, I got Moderna, and now I feel like hot people got Pfizer. I'm spiraling. <laughs> that's a great tweet. Uh, well, and to be fair, <laughs> I got my vaccine in Southern Minnesota Walmart, so that shows yeah. you there was no attractive people there. That's for sure. <laughs> You really classed up the place, though, with your presence. Um, all right, guys. So just right now, I know it's really hard for us, and there'll still be some moves. They're probably going to re-sign um, uh, Brian O'Neill, like I said, um, but they have mo- money to go make some other moves. You know, they could make a trade still. They could um, bring in another free agent. I think 
when they get to training camp, there'll still be a few spots that we don't know about. How's yet. our kicker situation, Eric? Because that's that's one of the most. I think his name is Greg Joseph, and he didn't play on a team last year. <laughs> what? He was on the practice squad of the Bucks. I know we like to just like fire the guy that was like has Every been time. had this amazing career. We're always and then like, he was fuck bad. the kicker. He sucks, and we're gonna bring in a worse <laughs> guy, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna do this to him next year, and then we'll fire him. Um, is Daniel Carlson available? I think the pro- no, no, they no, love he's good. Daniel I know. Carlson. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I but think exactly, but that's that's yeah. exactly. I think the, the problem. The is mob got a hold. We of him. move on from him, and then they ha- they continue to have great career somewhere else i think the problem is with with kickers is that there's like 10 good kickers in the world for whatever reason and if you don't have one of those it 10 be kind of hard you're just in like kicker goals. purgatory forever kicker roulette like yeah. you just can't find a guy and so i think it's like we constantly are like uh we have the worst kicker every year it's just like i think that 20 teams are saying that every year well then like we had blair walsh and his rookie season, we were like, a kicker of the future. I don't see Blair Walsh being on any other team. And then he shanks one in the playoffs, and we're like, Blair Walsh needs to get out of town now. He was a problem anyways. But No, but, um, but like, it's so up and down. It's such a difficult position to find someone like a Justin Tucker or an Adam Vinatieri or fill-in-the-blank uh, Matt Prater for the Lions. Like, we're never going to have that guy. We just Probably. need to accept that. And Jimbo, it frustrates you to no end, especially in like our text threads where you're like, why are kickers any, so important? I, I don't want any kickers. I think <laughs> it's so boring and it's it shouldn't be so crucial, but it is. So we got some random guy. I, I feel pretty good about the Viking. This Frank, year, Frank Joseph. What was his name? Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph. I think Even worse. So I don't see why we wouldn't be a good team. Everybody's healthy or coming back. Um, I saw somebody tweet. Was it was it score north again to go back to those guys like no excuses, high expectations or something like that? I think that people should have good expectations. I mean, I don't think that this is like a Super Bowl team. I think they should be reasonable. But I think that we should compete for the NFC North. Um, If you know, it's an odd number year. So it'll be 2021, which means the Vikings will make the playoffs. Every odd number year, the Vikings have made the playoffs under Zimmer and every even number year we haven't. Really? So they made it every other year? Every other year since he's been Okay, so we're in. All right, (laughs) so so now we're in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. That's our definitely our floor. So when you think about it, um, if you uh, you know Cousins is is polarizing, and he's like, "It's my choice. I don't have to tell anyone about my health." But it's like the team tells everyone about your health seventeen straight weeks. So you do at some point. Um, but Cousins is a good quarterback. Uh, uh, obviously, Delvin is an elite running back. Um, you know, we have a super wide receiver group. We have a really nice uh, tight end group with Conklin and Irv Smith. We signed or we, we drafted a bunch of guys high in the draft for the last few years at, at uh, O-line. Dareshaw first round this year. Um, uh, what's the key? Bradbury. Uh, Bradbury was a first round pick at center. Uh, Davis was a third round pick this year from Ohio State at guard. Uh, Cleveland was a second round pick last year at guard. And um, technically a tackle, but he's going to play guard yep. apparently. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, O'Neill was a second round pick at, at tackle. So, I mean, obviously a lot of, of really talented guys, um, you know, playing at these spots, which is awesome. The offense should be good again. Uh, the defense is going to be a work in progress, but they've and obviously. You didn't even mention Dalvin Cook. No, I did. Alex he's, Madison. He's, he's, he's great. Um, but but that D-line, obviously they're trying to bring in a bunch of guys on D-line. Obviously they feel good about their linebackers when healthy. They spent a ton of resources on bringing in corners and safeties. Um, I think we should have good expectations for this Viking. Just like every year. Every year. Every year we jump on the hype train. We do. I'm not. I refuse this year. So when are we making predictions? Should we wait on those on our oh, official season not until fall. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll wait. We'll, we'll wait. wait a while. But yeah. that's, a, that's an August uh, 12 game. Yeah. It is. It's fun stuff. 
stuff. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. That's all the time we have this week on Twins the, are dead. The Nordies podcast. Twins are, <laughs> twins are dead to me. Yeah, twins need to just sell everybody. So sell everyone, please. Uh, but that's all the time we have. Go back, listen to our screencast from earlier uh, this week, which is awesome as well. We we did Summer of Star Wars with uh, Attack of the Clone. We talked Dave. We talked Loki. We had all kinds of news. So go check that out. Um, but until next week, thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast. Thank you.